0: stream it and they scream it's the tash show everybody hacking everybody just wants more with the action hip-hop jones got the music blasting better watch out that's all he's asking over like bro he keeps it real he's no joker original he's no poser no competition he's the owner there i'm moving speakers closer because it's time to tune in to the Tash tash show
1: okay yeah this is 501 guys this is show 501, but is it? Depends what we're doing. This is obviously not live, this is a podcast. So is this considered one of your, in your 500 series, tasks Is it? Is it? Uh, yeah, it is. I've explained in detail over the past three years the difference between a live video show or a live show and a podcast at the end of the day they're all shows but this what we're doing right now is a podcast so anyways as they say uh welcome welcome thank you for downloading this episode of the Taz show it's very much appreciated obviously and we are hot off the the tails whatever that expression is hot off the tails hot yeah uh quickly off the tails of show 500 hot off the tails that's it i think that's it something like that yeah anyway um show 500 this past friday was you know for me a blast uh i have to tell you it was uh we had a great time i guess i could speak for seth and jeez everybody was there crying brian uh uh, Pat McGroin was there uh, Kells was there I mean the whole The whole crew was there So We had a blast um, We had some Badass pizza too Maybe I'll get into that In a second But And of course All the guests that were on the show uh, It was so much fun katie linendahl was so cool she just hung out for a bulk of the show just hung out with me just in studio as we just uh shooting the breeze and just having fun and a little bit of reminiscing and beginning of some older shows and stuff like that and talked about all the stuff that katie has going on but geez it, it was great and then of course you know having uh um, John Morrison, Johnny Mundo on the phone, <laughs> excuse me, uh, having uh, JR, good old JR call in. And then later on in the show, of course, Chris Jericho came by, uh, which was great. Uh, I have not seen Chris in a long time. I am not blocked by Chris anymore, uh, as we discussed. Um, and then we got into detail on the show. Um, with Chris Directly to him Because uh, As a journalist I told you I would say to Chris Why did you block me sir Why Yes And I did X that And I Felt like I, I felt like a goof Like a complete idiot I really did Stop that I felt like a complete Goof Pop was not supposed to be there, just letting you know that. So anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I said, uh, Chris, why did, why did I get blocked? I thought he was really just going to say, um, well, I apologize for that, Taz. It was a mistake, and sorry, but no, no, no. The Ayatollah of rock and roll put a bullet right in my jawbone uh, without a shadow of a doubt. He just capped me. So, yeah, that sucked. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that I had said something a couple of um a few years ago during the MSG show, well, we know the story. Chris explained it. That was so nice of him. <laughs> but it was um, definitely great to, to do that show. And thank you to the audience, all of you guys, for um, you know, getting getting the Taz show to that level. You know that that I just can't really. And I've been saying a lot. I thank you so much for that because I'm humbled, and I and I mean that. You know, I have a lot. I have a good time, and I don't. I don't take myself too serious, as you guys know, and I and anybody that's around me on the show, I don't take too serious. That's just the way we roll. We will just have a good time and laugh, give you guys some insight, and all this other good stuff. Um, so, but Friday was uh, was awesome. If you have not downloaded that yet, if you haven't checked out the show, please go do it. You will enjoy it a lot. Um, it was really, uh, you know, and. It was it was awesome too having Seth there. I mean, you know, usually I don't like being around Seth that much. Uh, usually I really don't. Um, to be honest with you, I just don't. But, um, but no, but I but Seth was great as uh, as he would be. He has been with the show from day one, and that means a lot to me. From the first podcast, in podcast machine, he he record he was the guy recording and editing and and, and stuff like that in the studio uh, for that episode the first. Well, all just I think I think he did. I think Seth edited uh, all of the uh, the human podcast machines, and then from the beginning of uh, from the Tad show. So for it to come full circle that Seth is back producing the show when I'm doing live episodes, you know, uh, is is ironic and funny at the same time, and, and I'm I'm happy about it. So Seth is a very hard worker and uh, um, underratedly talented guy. So um, you know. Yes, he gets on my nerves. Yes, at times I'd like to take a pipe to his ankle bone. But um, you know, he can he can be a funny guy and he can be an intelligent guy when he wants to be. Actually, he's always intelligent. Just sometimes he plays dumb, as they call it. But um, no, he doesn't play dumb actually, but he he sometimes he plays too smart for his own good. And his diet is annoying, but he did eat pizza. <laughs> he had some pizza. He actually had a lot of pizza. Usually he's eating, you know, uh, chickpeas and uh, quinoa. Quinoa. Or he's eating, um, you know, all the f- type of beans and protein seeds, flaxseed oil he drinks. These type of items, you know, sweet potato yams, as they call them, yams, like a yam bag, to eat, that type of thing. Uh, but at times I've witnessed he will. Delve into some pizza, but not like Katie Lindau. Oh, Lordy B. That little chick can eat. Damn. She is like just a big old boy at a tailgate of a college football game. Eating like just like a side of ribs and a bowl of mashed potatoes and drinking a, a pint of beer. I mean, like this girl can eat. Burly chick. I'll tell you that right now. And she's a little bit ding. A little bit of thing. I kind of went into my English, English man accent a little bit. A little bit of thing. A little bit of thing. Yeah, so she's like small, you know. But uh, whatever, it's great. I, I obviously have a lot of fun with the people on the show. And um, as far as live, for me, right now, it's, we can't, we just really, it's difficult to do because Friday was, they took all the equipment for us to go live, that stuff too, because they brought it back to the live special. It's a very long, convoluted story, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, you know, I will uh I'll have to get into that in detail down the road. But um where are we going? That's a lot of people are wondering what's going on. And to be frank, Friday felt like it was a part of me felt like it was like the almost like the uh the last live show of the last edition of the Taz Show. It, it felt like that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not saying that's the case. Uh, let me take a sip of Java. Um, I'm not saying that's the case. Pardon my rudeness, but it, it um it felt like it because it felt like the grand finale. It, it felt like the grand finale. You know, it had that feel. Um, is that bad? I don't think that's bad. I don't think that's bad at all. Um, but that's how it felt and there are some other opportunities that like I said um a few times in the past here that might come my way maybe and they're they're great opportunities and I have um it's partially my decision and the company's decision so there's some things that need to be worked out and um good things not bad things these are all good things so you know, I hate to give you the proverbial well see, but I I almost have to still to be honest with you. So it's just just the, just the way it goes right now. Um, in most companies like this one, CBS or Entercom now, as we're called, because that's who owns the company. Uh, it things things uh, things take time, and you cannot uh, you can't. I can't, as an on-air performer and an on-air talent and a broadcaster, I can't just say what I want. Like, you just, meaning like, all right, look, this is what's going to happen. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm negotiating with this, or they're negotiating with me to do this, or, or you know, it, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, you, you can't, you just can't do that. That's how I get in trouble with my bosses. And Lord knows, we don't need Mr. Pimento, Pimento all over me. I don't want that, as you guys know. Uh-uh. I'm not stupid, but I, um, I do want to be able to tell you guys what the heck's going on. Trust me. Um, I think that a lot of you guys will think it's awesome and cool. If happens, what I think might happen. <laughs> and like I said, recently, uh, I think you guys can tell that I, I want to tell you guys cause I'm always honest with you guys. I'm always upfront with you guys. So I want to be able to do that right now. My hands are tied a teeny bit here. So I, I kind of can't still, but we're getting closer to be able to tell you, um, and it's not definite. That's the reason, but I, I do want to tell you that uh, whatever whatever the deal is here, I you know if if I go a different direction or they go a different direction with me in twenty eighteen here, the company um, that I will still be giving you um, at the at at, at at the bare minimum. And I don't mean that. I don't mean that negatively. I'm just saying it as a conversation, uh, a podcast talking wrestling m- more than once a week. I'm pretty sure that's what will happen. So uh, a full wrestling pod. You know what I mean? Um, but all that stuff that that I can tell you that that if I'm not live every day doing the Taz show as we all know it, okay, in studio live, uh, full staff, the whole nine. If that's not happening, there will be wrestling content in 2018 by me <clears throat> at, at the extreme uh, least of a podcast, which, to be honest, um, I have to tell you guys, um, a lot of you all have been enjoying just the podcast, going back to this format where it's on demand for you guys. <clears throat> excuse me. Your first run for you is 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 audio on demand. It's taped. It's a pod like this and you can download it whenever you want. And I've been dropping them with uh, Seth and the crew late at night. So most of the times when you guys wake up in the morning, if you're on the same time zone I'm in, you get it right away in your iTunes or uh, Spotify, wherever you get your pods, tune in, whatever. But, um, so a lot of people have been digging it, been loving this, just the pod, you know, just the podcast not that people it seems like the people that were loving the Taz show okay great awesome you know you're doing if you if you're doing this now and then you're gonna do something else too uh we're in we're cool it seems like people just like you know hearing me and my point of views which I'm I'm humbled for and, and I appreciate obviously so um I'm happy to I'm happy for that and for those of you that want the taz show uh to stay as is i understand that and hopefully it does but it, there's a lot of things that that decisions are made if that doesn't happen that's not just like some whim like taz said hey you know what i don't want to do this no more i don't like doing my live show anymore or entercom saying you know what we don't want you to do this no more uh, sorry it it those two things don't happen it's not not that easy um there's discussions cuz there's budgets there's money involved. Uh believe it or not, the Taz show uh, or 500 live editions, uh, episodes I should say. Um they were you know, they're not cheap to do <clears throat> because you have a staff to pay for from your video director, your call screener, your your producer, you have a you a, uh, a back air producer. You know, there's there's um there's also a technician needed that that needs to be paid i mean it's that and yeah, you know obviously uh, my salary so it, it all it, it's and in studio space you know just because you know we had a well it was a and at the end of the day it was a it was a office areas that they turned into studios for podcasting and then with my name they they wired it so to be able to do live uh, a live streaming video show and those cameras are not cheap that we use so um everything is an expense, and it's not cheap, <clears throat> and think about it, guys, use your noggins here, the show, all those shows were free, there's no cost, there's no subscription base, there's no, you know, no subscription wall that I'm behind, hey, it's going to cost you four bucks a month to hear the test show, or hey, it's going to cost you seven bucks a month, or it's going to cost you three bucks a month, none of that happened, I've never asked you, and CBS radio has never asked you for a dime, uh, and it seems like Intercom's not going to ask you for a dime, you know, so uh, the only thing I've peddled and pushed, uh, and we did it in jocularity form, were, were you know uh, merchandise for the show. So you know, and and which is still available at Pro Wrestling Tees. That wasn't meant to be a plug, but it came off very much like a plug. So, <laughs> but no, you know, it, that's the only thing. Just to, that, and a lot of you guys bought hats and shirts, and you didn't have to, but that's fine, and no one said you better do it like you know, you know or i'm not doing a show no more like that didn't happen you know it's not how i roll but you know it, the, the the um the thing with the show is the success is there hitting that number of 500 is there for live uh, it, it's a big big deal but there could be some other things on the horizon uh that are better for my career and that um the company might see me fit fitting in better. Um, So that's got to be figured out and that's going to probably be figured out, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, a week or two, you know, hopefully. So I hope Um, I know a lot of you guys have never negotiated a contract as a talent or maybe even as an attorney. I'm sure most of you guys haven't done this, you know, contracts and stuff like that and, and uh, money and, and uh, everything in the contract takes time. So, um that's why it's been tough to say anything uh you know I'm obviously I bring this up a lot the past several weeks I've done it on my Facebook live I've done it on here on a pod because it it means a lot to me and I you guys and I don't I'm not trying to be a corny shit here but it does I, I'm not trying to kiss ass I'm not that's not my deal I don't have to do that with you people but um it's i i i really try to tell you the truth anybody who's worked on my show as a producer uh or in video or whatever call screening can tell you how passionate i am about the audience and what the audience hears and how we come across to the audience and um as honest as i can with business stuff and everything is vital anybody no matter if they like me or not that worked on the show or thought i was too tough to, to them behind the scenes um Whatever the case may be, none of them can say Taz don't care about his audience because that's just not going to happen. If they uh, personally didn't like me, that's fine. I mean, I you know that is what it is. I um, anybody who's worked on the Taz show, this I don't know if I've ever said this. Maybe I have, or maybe we've said it some, with one of the producers or something. I don't remember. But <clears throat> anyone who's ever worked on the show, okay, anybody who's ever worked on the show can tell you that I've told them. Listen, it's a tough show to work on. It's a lot of fun. It's a blast, but you know, I'm 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 tough on you uh, because I'm very protective of the show, of the audience, and of the show behind the scenes and how how the show rolls and how we make it roll and who I am and how I am. I'm very protective of that, so I don't just let people in on that. Like, and when CBS would come to me talked about someone working on a show it wasn't just like I didn't have full say but I had a lot of you know a lot of say obviously but I would meet the person talk to them a little bit that type thing i usually have a pretty good read on people I just I'm protective I'm protective of because this show and anything I've done no matter if it's live or a podcast the Taz show um it's for me, you know, it's always been about my whole career, my wrestling career my, and my broadcasting career all encompassed into a ball and all of that legacy comes into the show. So anybody who works on a show that some of these people I've never I've I you know, I've met, you know, the Captain or Dennis, these guys that have have worked close with the show and I've worked with on the air every day and worked with in production every day. At the end of the day, I've I've known these men for one year each, you know whatever I'm bad, but the amount of time, you know, thirteen months, fourteen, that's not a long time to know someone, right? <laughs> I've never like really broke bread with these guys, went out drinking with these guys, like it was business, and I liked uh, I liked them all, and that's what they're part of the show. But I would have a good feel about them, and a couple of them I made a mistake with. I was they, I was probably wrong to have them involved with the show, but but without naming names, but you know I'm not perfect neither. So uh, I'm protective. I'm very protective of the show and what the show puts out and how we are in the show. It's a big, big deal to me. Um, and I know to some, it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's it's not an, a broadcast show on television or, you know, on broadcast radio or something like that. It's a streaming show, video and audio. Well, you know what? I don't care if five people hear it, you know, uh, through a can and a rope. You know, I don't care. I don't really care because those five people are going to get the best task show they can get. So it's called pride. It's called caring in what you do, and and that's just been my whole thing. I mean, I'm not trying to uh, be holier than thou. I'm just shooting. I'm being honest. Uh, that's that's the deal. So when someone leaves the show, no matter if it's uh, their choice or management's choice or my choice uh there's good reason because it's not easy to get in the show you know that that's the thing from behind the scenes it's hard (laughs) it's always been hard um seriously uh and that's by design so that's just the way uh that's just the way it is you know what i mean so you know and i tell you that because i you know i just i want you guys to know i again i i try my best to let you guys know um what's going on and and all that kind of jazz so uh all right, so here's the deal. Uh, I'm gonna go to break in a second, and other side of break when we talk some football. So all this new old about college football and the playoffs. Who's in, who's not? Talk some NFL. Do a raw preview. That's gonna happen also. But first, first. Ooh, watch that, got a little loud there. First, I want to let you know, support for the podcast, the Taz Show, uh, comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan. See, they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and your family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And the best part about this, guys, that we've had people call the show, and talk about it, it's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and to be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you and your family. That security is so important. So Rocket Mortgage by Quicker Loans, apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. So please, to get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash yeah, T-S-E yeah, Yep, equal housing Lender, licensed at all 50 states NLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030 Yep, 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 that's Rocket Mortgage Alright, on that note, we're going to break here Going to break, and outside of break, like I said We will get into talking about uh, some college football stuff And get rolling with uh, some NFL talk And a little raw preview This is the Taz Show Sit tight, ladies and gentlemen We are back here on the Taz Show. Yep. Uh, This is a nice, strong 501 podcast. Yeah, 501. And I'm going to do a raw preview in a little bit and talk a little bit uh, about some college football. Did a little bit of that on the Twitter and uh, over the weekend and a good amount of that and uh, some NFL chatter. So we'll get into that a little bit. But hey, check this out, guys. Look, I understand that holiday shopping can be very tough. We know this. But movement, well, all that gift-giving anxiety can just disappear with a press of a button. These watches make a perfect purchase for you. And guess what? It's a great gift for the guy or girl in your life and it's uh, gonna start only at around 95 bucks. So how can you go wrong? How can you go wrong? I mean, this is just a tremendous, tremendous uh, product. You've heard me talk about movement and I'm sure you got yourself a watch already. but if you didn't, pay attention because I want to save you some money. and It's the holidays coming up. We're on the cusp of the holidays so movement watches as I said start around 95 bucks at a department store you're looking at these watches being four to five to six hundred bucks so see movement figured by um, selling online they're able to cut out the middleman and the retail markup providing the best possible price for us the public so you want 15% off well your boy Taz has you covered and check this out over 1 million watches sold in over hundred and sixty countries that is impressive classic design quality construction just the styling is awesome 15% off today with free shipping and free returns all you have to do is go to mvmt.com slash taz that's mvmt.com slash t-a-z go to the website check the watches out i guarantee you'll find one that you like okay these watches have a really clean design that make a great fashion statement okay now it's time to step up your watch game kids. so go to mvmt.com slash t-a-z and don't forget you need to join the movement as they say yes that's right so uh there you have it on that so uh all right, so I said I'd give you guys a little raw preview. I'll, I'll do I'll, I'll do, I'll do the raw preview, <laughs> and then I'll get into some college football chatter and some pro football chatter. How about that? We'll, we'll go that road. We'll go that route. We will go that route. we do not play games here. So that's the deal, dealio. Uh, what do we got here? So let's see. Raw, what, what they got tonight, they're pushing a tag team uh, battle here for the Raw Tag Team Championship, as they call it. Raw and Ambiro. And raw and, how am I doing? Take two. Take two take two that was an error sorry i made a poofah sorry about that uh so roll rollins damn rollins and ambrose that's the guy i was trying to say that's the guy they're trying to become the tag team champions over Cesaro and Sheamus. So, we'll see what goes on with this. You know, these four guys, we've seen them work before. They, they have excellent chemistry together, all four. They work really well together. You know, Sheamus and Cesaro, I think, do an excellent job as the champs. Just they, the first thing you want when you have heels. These guys are heels, right? So, the first thing you want with heels, that are champs, uh, is size would help. They're big, big boys. Um Big, tall, muscular, thick, powerful guys. And when they get their heat on their opponent, it's going to look believable. Okay? And, and I've talked about that in the past on the Taz Show. And that's the beauty and the simplicity of having a tag team like uh, Sheamus and Cesaro as your champions, okay? Because the ability to drive home the fact we're getting heat on Dean, Ambr- Dean Dean Ambrose in this match or we're getting heat on Seth Rollins in this match. And both Dean and Seth aren't little guys. You know, it's just that Cesaro and Sheamus are bigger, thicker guys. It helps when the heels are the bigger guys um, to get that heat on these guys um i would think maybe they get the heat in the match on ambrose just i think he he's he's a little bit uh, a little bit smaller, not much smaller than rollins uh i would think that rollins maybe has a better comeback when they give him the hot tag that's a lot of inside baseball right there that's a lot of inside baseball i mean it's a ton i just gave you in that one little breakdown i gave you a ton inside baseball but um so we'll see what goes on there. I mean, uh, who knows? I don't think they'll switch the title here, but it's, it's going to be for the championship, which is nice. That's nice. I'm really going to give you that. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, what else they got here? They got the Cruiserweights Collide in Pursuit of Championship Glory. Interesting. So because uh, we saw Rich Swan defeated uh, Tazawa. And Davari and Noam Dahar, Four Way Jones, and uh, to, to advanced. So let's see here. So they're going to have Enzo, Cruiserweight Champion Enzo. So uh, let's go down here. So they're going to see what goes on with the, my man. Uh, looks like Rich Swan, as we saw last week, starting to get that push again a little bit. So uh, this should be pretty interesting. I mean, you can't go wrong to Cruiserweights. I, I feel for these guys because we've talked about this. You know, they're talent wise, they're. they're 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 at the, the top of the, the food chain as far as ability in the ring to do you know spots and entertain and then uh be creative and original in the ring um these guys pull that off with, without a hitch they do uh it's just it, it just hasn't clicked like it it like wwe thought it wouldn't and, and we all thought it would uh, especially after seeing, you know, back when that, that 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 tournament they did on the WWE Network uh, down in Full Sail, Orlando. I think that's what that was. That worked big time. Um, it's just they did the purple rope thing. I don't even know if they changed the ropes anymore. I didn't even pay attention to the ropes. They used to change the rope to this and the, the lighting treatment in the arena. Everything was purple Jones, the whole nine deal, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, you know they've had, we've seen so many, you know, different excellent talents go through i mean look like an austin aries is not there anymore obviously right like that that's a guy that just i i really believe and i've said it then that's a guy you could have built that division around um you know neville love neville you know another guy i don't think we've seen him in quite some time and i don't know if he's gone yet or not i've I, i've heard all this different stuff but I, I think he's back i haven't paid that much attention to it to be frank um as of the past couple of weeks but everything you know was focused on 500 and all that stuff but i I, you know focus focusing the 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 division around neville uh i'm down what you know even if you wanted to go and focus it around like they were doing a little bit what um what's the name enzo because from a character perspective and a promo cutting perspective okay i was down with that you know as long as it has an identity um that's what it needed an identity that could last I think Austin Aries would have been the guy that the identity would have lasted and been pole vaulted, pole vaulted, vaulted, Vaulted. V-O-L-T-E-D. V-O-L-T-E-D, vaulted, vaulted. Yes, pole vaulted. Exactly. So I do think that would have happened with a guy like Austin Aries. I think Austin Aries would have been a guy to keep this thing, uh, to keep this thing on, on, on top of, you know, like on top of its own game. I really do. I think that would have helped big time. Um... It's just, you know, they have the ability, they have the platform. The thing is, it's a long three-hour show, and then you're putting it on. Then they do the 205 thing. It gets a little convoluted. It's like it's a lot. You don't want to oversaturate these guys. It doesn't keep them special. You know, there's all these different reasons I've been over in the past. I hope the best for them with it. I really do. It looks like they're going to advance tonight, too, on Raw, the angle between Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. So uh, we shall see that happen Uh, uh, Basically saying on WWE.com Joe has officially entered Reigns' yard And he's looking for a fight Uh, So we shall see This rivalry Is going to I guess it's a rivalry We've seen some business With these two cats before Two big Polynesian brothers Um, So we shall see It says Will Roman Reigns get payback Against Joe Because we saw Joe attack him And choke him out I believe Sasha Banks, she's going to battle Paige one-on-one. Hey, I I'm, I'm think this is going to be great. Both these girls, excellent. Good to see Paige in a, in a one-on-one uh, contest now that she's back here with uh, with her, her, her crew. So you got to be careful of the heels that she has in tow with her, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Um, so because we saw them circle the ring like shocks. And uh, Sasha was the prey. We saw Paige, Mandy, and Sonya, you know, and they, they went after her. And it was a a, a vicious, uh, you know, a three-on-one, uh, um, you know, attack. So uh, so the four-time Raw's woman champion uh, is, uh, you know, Sasha Banks. And she's, she's credible as all hell. So we'll see what Sasha does here. I'm just reading some other stuff here that they got going on. So... It looks like it's gonna be a pretty good RAW. It says uh, Kane. How will Kane? How will Kane and Braun Strowman settle the score? Mm-mm-mm, that's old school tag show. Strowman, yes. You know they ended RAW. I think it was last week with these two cats, these two big brothers doing their thing. You know I, I don't. I don't know. I. I it's listen. Booking and matchmaking, you know, we hear the word chemistry a lot. It's all so important to make money and draw money for the company. Had to sell tickets. I, I don't, <coughs> excuse me, I don't see how Kane and Braun Strowman have, they they its they don't have chemistry. They don't have physical chemistry with each other. Why? Because they're both massive, giant humans. That's why. So it, it's tough. You need to have. Not that every match or every angle, every feud or whatever you want to call it has to have a guy who's huge and then a smaller guy. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not even implying that. But you need to have one guy that can at least move quicker a little bit, more athletic, to tell us a better story. Um, I'm a fan of both Kane and Braun. I don't know Braun at all, but I know Kane personally, worked with him, and I know him, and I love him. He's awesome. Great guy. In and out of the ring. Yeah, they no doubt about it. Kane's the man. I love many success Kane has. And Kane's one of those guys, I'll tell you from behind the scenes. He keeps his, his nose to the grindstone. He minds his business. Um, he stays in his lane. He doesn't you do know, get in trouble. It's all good. He, he there's never controversy. He's been a great company man, not a good company man. The the company loves him, Vince loves him, and there's a lot to love. He's a smart, intelligent guy who works his ass off, and he, he's steadfast on just being the best he could be every time he's out there, every time he comes to work. He's he's a he's a model talent you want in your roster from a a character perspective and all that kind of jazz uh no doubt about it Uh, so i'm not sitting here saying anything negative about kane i'm just saying him and bron just it just don't work for me it just don't work seriously it don't but we'll see um you know they're putting out a vague question how will kane and bron settle the score it's very vague um sometimes vague you have to be vague i guess i don't know uh that's vague that's real vague that's vague vague (laughs) Vague City Jones right there. Yeah, that's very vague. Uh, so anyway, um, so that's it. So we'll see what happens on Raw. And um, also, like I said, I want to talk a little college football uh, about everything that's going on with some Division I college football. There was a lot of chatter on my uh, Twitter account. Actually, I posted a couple of polls, I think, on Saturday. It might have been Saturday. Uh, well, I posted one Sunday morning about the 18 playoff um, posted a poll It says G-Wiz We really It's pinned actually To my Twitter account official T-A-Z official Taz G-Wiz We really need An 18 playoff Okay And Yes or no And you guys voted Okay And 70% of you said yes 30% said no And got just Almost You know Got almost 900 people Voted for that So that's a good amount Of people voting um, You know It's For those that don't Follow college football It's still an intriguing thing Even if you don't follow it um because there they some people say, well is there you know is there not a a, a perfect is there not a perfect way to do this um that, no there is not a perfect way a lot of people feel like there's not a perfect way to do this that's what I should have said which I disagree with I don't I don't <clears throat> I don't agree with that like one iota there is a perfect way to do this I mean and what I talked about, what March Madness? I, I tweeted about that with basketball. Not that I'm saying do something that long. Um, well, I guess I'm getting right into the college football thing here. I guess I, I just seamlessly went from raw to this. Uh, we were gonna have a nice fancy dance. All right, whatever. Three, two, one. We're all good. So okay. So look, if you're gonna do a <laughs> flawless, if you're gonna do a, uh, if you're gonna do a playoff. I call, cool, and we we've seen this now last year and we've seen it not we've seen it done wrong. And we saw a little team called Penn State get screwed last year for Ohio State to get in. You know, and, and so I know all that. And I understand. I do. I'm not saying that it should be done like college hoops does it with March Madness. That's a long tournament with, you know, a a, a a zillion teams in it. What I'm saying, you know, you, you, you can you can you need more than four teams in this thing you know because you, you got you, you know it just it just I, it, it's it's I sit down and I scratch my head and I hear how people complain um, because of the conferences that you have right you, you you have all these great conferences and you only have four spots well what does it matter then if I win my conference you know what I mean if a program wins their conference I, you know, I, I don't I don't understand why like it it just doesn't it doesn't it just doesn't make sense. You got power five, you get the power five right? Well, uh, uh, ACC, Big Twelve, Big Ten, Pac twelve. Um, I think I did I say uh, ACC. I don't know. if might, might have, but then you got four spots. Um, I, I don't. I, it's it, it, this is not to me a hard thing to do. It's just not. And, and you don't have to extend the season. I've had people tweet me and say, well, it's too long. These, these are college students academically. I understand that. Look, my, I have a son who's a college athlete, a Division one athlete in college. I understand the rigors of academics in school and, and in college and, and playing a sport. It's a full-time job. I understand that. And you don't have to be a college football player or college basketball player to have a D1 sport be a full-time job. Okay, my son's a lacrosse player, and it's a full-time job, along with difficult academics. So it's not easy. I, I'm telling you, and I know that. So no one needs to tell me that. I live it vicariously through my son, so I get it. I was a D two athlete. And it was different. I, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't a great student, believe it or not. It's kind of a knock around type guy, you know, silly ass Jones. That was me. You know, you know, just a little silly. You know, sometimes that's how I would do it. You know? That's how I rolled. Um, no, what I'm saying is, you, you, you got to go... You could go in one day over a weekend, you know, with, with, with eight teams. it's I, You know, that that's what I would do. I mean, I, I just... It, it, I, it bothers me. It bothers me because these kids work hard, okay? These kids work hard. The coaches work hard. Everybody's putting a lot of time in, and, and some people... A butthurt now In some of these programs And it should be So look Let me lay it down for you So that was announced yesterday Right Number one is Clemson Number two is Oklahoma Number four is Alabama And number uh, tr- uh, Number th- um, I made a mistake Take two uh, I read my notes wrong Right? Number one is Clemson Number two is Oklahoma Number three is Georgia Number four is Alabama Now there you go Okay And then the five spot Was Ohio State And the six spot Was Wisconsin Now Okay the thing is this here. Okay, Clemson won right in. They won their conference. ACC Jones. Got it. Oklahoma won the Big 12. Both those teams, Clemson, Oklahoma, I believe they're both 12-1. No problem there. No problem there. I understand that. Georgia, I have no problem with them being it. They won the SEC, okay? And they're legit. They, you know, we've seen them lose. They're, they're 12-1. Um, uh, You know... I have no problem with that. Alabama got the fourth spot. I'm not an Alabama hater. I'm a fan of Nick Saban. I've always been a, a, a quasi-fan of Alabama football. Who, who who wouldn't be, you know? I mean, if you're not from that state and the rivalries that go on, if you're from out of state, they're like a professional team. They're great. There ain't no doubt about it. But they, they did not win the SEC. They did not win it. Uh, you know, how do you not put the, the winner of the Big Ten, Ohio State, in this thing? especially after the way they took Wisconsin to the woodshed in the Big Ten Championship, who was 12-0 at the time, Wisconsin. You know, we saw that on Saturday. How did you not put UCF? They won their conference. Or, or USC, who won their conference, Pac-12. I, I just, I don't know. I believe that winning your conference has to mean something. Uh, what about Auburn? How about Auburn? They beat two of the teams that are in, in this in this gimmick. They beat uh, they beat Alabama, and I think they beat Georgia. So I don't understand how they're not in it. <laughs> I just don't. But there's only four spots, you know? It's just crazy. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens here. We'll see what happens. Also, some other college football news. <laughs> Herm Edwards, former uh, New York Jet head coach and Kansas City chief head coach. He's a former Philadelphia Eagle football player from back in the day. Herm Edwards is the new head coach at Arizona State University. The Sun Devils got a new head coach. I'm a big fan of Herm. Uh, met him once. Actually, I met him twice. And um, good man. This guy's a motivator. Some people are like, ah, he's too old. He don't know about recruiting. He can't connect to these kids. And I say that is a load of hogwash. Okay, Herm Edwards is a communicator. Herm Edwards is a leader. This guy can talk. He's all about motivational, promotion, uh, uh, positive, role models, Being a good person Speaking as the son As the father I should say Of a a, a college athlete My son's been through a a heavy recruiting process when When he was in high school And I've had many coaches talk to my wife and I Coach speak is easy to see through Genuine speak is not And a guy like Herman Edwards comes across extremely genuine And as a parent of any young athlete I think he's going to be a big-time winner with recruiting. I think his age will help him with recruiting. And he hasn't left the game. He's been a big-time analyst on ESPN uh, TV for a lot of years and and on ESPN radio at times. On Mike and Mike, I've heard him a bunch of times uh, covering professional football, NFL, and I think sometimes college football. He also, something a lot of people forget, he's been the head coach of the Under Armour game, games that they do with the top high school players or the ones that were picked. And he's been the head coach of that, him against uh, Mariucci a couple few years already. So right there, they pick a guy like him, like Herm, because he can connect to these young guys. I'm telling you, I believe he's gonna do really well there. I think it's all about recruiting with college coaches. And I think Herm Edwards doesn't need to be some young cat like a lot of these young coaches we see that are gonna be successful. Like a Scott Frost who just ended up now at his alma mater Nebraska, leaving UCF, big success there. He is going to be a great recruiter. He's a young guy. I think T. Martin, who's coaching over there at USC, I think maybe you know maybe he's the guy who ends up at Tennessee as the head coach. He's another guy that could be a great recruiter because he can connect to the young guys from a younger player perspective. That I get. I think Herman Edwards a little bit of a different animal. Florida State jobs open. As you know, Jimbo Fisher left there going to Texas A&M to make a lot of money, guys. A lot of money. How about this? How would you like to make $20,000 a day for 10 years? $20,000 a day for 10 years. That's what Jimbo Fisher is going to make. Holy Shnikes. Neighbor it Nikes. lordy b god bless you mr fisher jimbo jones now that's a good name uh, all right little nfl chatter uh we saw a lot go down yesterday kiddies a lot of stuff happened my bills got their ass kicked we saw that happen was that fun for me to watch no it absolutely sucked 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 a big ass Okay, uh, Seeing Tom Brady fall down after his own feet back shuffle Jones was hysterical. That made me laugh. That I can tell you. Also seeing him scream at Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, because he was frustrated with the uh, Bills' defense. I love that. The first drive for the Bills was epic. Tyrod looked like Joe Montana. Shady running amok. Everything was great. The first drive. And then it came to an abrupt end. Just a complete abrupt end when Tyrod threw an interception, not just in the red zone, but like basically on the five-yard line. I'm like, oh, Lordy B, here it is. The game just started and the wheels are coming off the wagon right now. It was then horrible. And my Bills lost 23-3 to three to the friggin' Pats. Tyrod hurt his knee early in the first period, first uh, first quarter of the game and he played through it and then he got to the point where he couldn't keep going. His knees really smashed up and then Peterman came in. Peterman looked that bad. Did not look that bad, I should say. But Tom Brady had another really good day as usual. He went 21-30, 258 yards. Gronk had a great day as a player, not as a person. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, 100, 147 yards. How about Rex Burkhead, former Nebraska Husker? Ran for seventy-eight yards, two touchdowns. See, he's a guy that no one would think of. wasn't like a number one pick or nothing like that. But if you were a uh, watched any um, Big Ten football, you saw Rex Burkhead be a stud running back a few years back, and the Pats saw that and they got him. Back to Gronk. Gronk decided to basically um, hit my man White uh, in the back of the head while he was down and basically assault him with a flying forearm. All his 6 foot 7, 275 pounds weight on the back of this guy's head. Blind shot from the back. Trevavious White. Uh, tremendous D-back for my bills. Just got his head rocked. Now has a concussion. And this guy didn't even get thrown out of the game. Well, I think as you listen to this, you probably heard already. I, if it, I don't think it happened yet, but I think it's going to happen. He's got to get suspended. It's got to cost him some money. He's got to get suspended at least one or two games. He did apologize Gronk did apologize So for that I give him credit um, Also Belichick apologized Kinda Because Sean McDermott The head coach of the Buffalo Bills Who I like uh, When he shook hands at the end uh, With what's his name uh, With Bill Belichick He whispered something in his ear And then Bel- Belichick acknowledged to McDermott This was the apology that I heard yeah, you're right. That that hit that yeah, was bullshit. That's basically what he said. Something on the, you're right. And he apologized. You know, I guess you don't have to do it on the press conference, but you know, I, I that that needs to be a press conference. You need to not not call a press conference for the apology. I'm not saying that, but and again, Belichick might have did it in the press conference. I didn't hear it. I only saw and heard what he did with McDermott on the field. All right. So the Jets, uh, my old team, the Jets, victorious over the, the Chiefs. What is going on with the Chiefs? They are in a funk. Lordy B, Lordy B. These guys started off the season like so impressive. And now they're just like poopy Jones. Like it's just bad. I mean really, it's just really, really, really bad. I mean, just I <clears throat> feel bad. Feel bad for their fan base. They're six and six. You know, they they just kind of fell fell off the fell apart a little bit here. I mean, Alex Smith for, for 366 yards. He had a good day at four TDs. <clears throat> there wasn't much defense in this game. You know what I mean? Three kills, six receptions, 185 yards, two TDs. You know what I mean? So it's like they they, you know. But you gotta finish. You gotta be able to win. Now the Jets are five and seven. You know, I'm happy for, for the Jets nation. You know that. You know, I don't hate on the Jets. Unless they're playing the Bills. But the thing that jumped out for me—this was an exciting game. It was a very exciting game. Marcus Peters, Psycho Man, D-back for the Chiefs gets a penalty in the end zone, takes the flag, throws it in the audience. It was hysterical. And then uh, goes back back to locker room. Then he comes back out later on for some crazy random reason with no socks on, and he's just running around with no—I dude, the guy's so i love. Him. I I'm glad he's out on my team, and I'm glad I'm not teammates with him because I'd get pissed because he's distracting. You're in this knuckle-up game with, the, with a, 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 an AFC team in division, uh, in in uh, division, co- in conference, I should say. Not conference, division. Uh, and uh, and it's coming down to the wire, and now you're running around with no socks on, stealing attention, acting like an idiot. I mean, Andy Reid, sir, you have to get some control over your players. You have to. Even though your one player here, Marcus Peters, is very entertaining to Taz. I think he's hysterical. So, um, But that's just me not being a Chiefs fan. I don't, I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, the Ravens were victorious over the Lions. They won 44-20. The Vikings beat the Falcons in a big NFC battle. Uh, Vikings are legit, guys. I'm telling you. I've been saying it. Case Keenum, Lordy B, Lordy B. This kid looks great, man. No one would have expected it. Um, and he looks unbelievable. 227 yards, two touchdowns. Case Keenum is uh, the real dealio, kids. I'm telling you. Matt Ryan for the Falcons, 16-29, uh, 173 yards. And they, the Vikings won this game uh, in Atlanta. Uh, very impressive. I'm telling you right now, keep your eyes on the Vikes. They're 10-2. Se- uh, and, and now the Falcons are 7-5. Keep your eye on the Vikings. Keep your eye on the Vikings. Mm-mm-mm. Lordy B, Lordy B. I'm telling you that right now. 49 is beat the Bears 15 to 14 someone like Taz who cares about this game well I care about it because I like these two quarterbacks I like Jimmy Garoppolo who got under away from the shadow that you know uh, uh Brady had him in and just smothered his career and now at least Garoppolo has his own identity and he's a, he's a starting quarterback in the 49 and still learning the system he went 26 to 37 293 yards that's a good day kids and Mitch Trubisky is another guy I like, the young rookie quarterback from UNC, the uh, start quarterback of Chicago Bears. Not as good as the day, but anyway, he did all right. He went 12 of 15, 102 yards, one touchdown. How about Tariq Cohen? Punt return Jones was like a 67 or 65-yard touchdown return, but you got to see the move he puts on uh, on uh, on the uh, 49ers punt return defense, man. It was unbelievable. Very impressive. Cohen is legit. Uh, the guy is like a human highlight reel, as the expression goes, kids. Yes. What else we got? Oh, we got a little Raiders uh, Giants. Ah, you heard about this, I guess. Geno Smith was the starter. How did Geno do? Well, the Raiders won the game, 24 to uh, 17, out there in Oakland. Um, Geno Smith, actually, in my opinion, I mean, he did okay. Uh, and I, as you guys know, I, like a lot of people, I was not a fan of the way the Giants handled this whole situation. What, uh you know, with Eli Manning and McAdoo and uh, Jerry Reese and the way they handled it, I thought it sucked. By the way they benched him, not just that they benched him, the way they went about it was really bad. Like I say, Geno played kind of like, if you look at the numbers, comparing him to Eli, it's very similar. He went 21 to 34, 212 yards. He didn't look horrible. One touchdown. First three offensive series for Geno weren't too good. They were all three and outs. But that happens sometimes. There wasn't much motivation going into this game because there was a bunch of scuttlebutt that McAdoo was going to be fired right after the game. Done. Thanks for coming. That was basically the whole scuttlebutt. You know, so I don't know if it's happened yet. Maybe you listen to this by then. It'll be it'll, it's supposed to happen on Monday that he's Gonski. David Carr, quarterback, Oakland Raiders, uh, 22 of 30, 22 of 36, 287 yards, one touchdown. Marshawn Lynch ran for over 100 yards and one touchdown. So, uh, the beast mode himself. Talking about running backs, my man Kamara on the New Orleans Saints. I love this guy. Just give this guy offensive rookie of the year. Just give it to him. Saints uh, against the the Panthers were victorious, 31-21. Kamara, 60 yards, two touchdowns. This guy is just something to watch. You got to watch this guy play the game. I'm telling you, kiddies, you got to watch him. Cam Newton, 183 yards, two TDs. Really good NFC matchup, but the Saints come out on top. Another NFC team, man—Saints, Vikings. Ooh, boy, I'm telling you that NFC is no joke. I would say throw the Eagles in there too, but well, they got that ass whoop last night in the Sunday night game, twenty-four to ten. So now the, the Eagles are sitting ten and uh, ten and two, which is not bad. That's not bad. I shouldn't say it's not bad. It's great. Caution went. Carson Caution went. 348 yards, one touchdown, one interception. This kid, I love him. I mean, he didn't, you would say he didn't have a great game, but if you look at those numbers, that's, he flew for 300, almost 350 yards. That's insane. Jay Ajayu didn't have much of a run game going on. He only ran for 35 yards, nine attempts. Aglahar, uh, uh, the top receiver for them, 141 yards and one uh, touchdown. Russell Wilson for my Hawks. Three touchdowns, looked great. Baldwin, five receptions, 85 yards. The defense for the Seahawks, even though Cam Chancellor, my man, wasn't playing and Richard Sherman wasn't playing, the defense was on point, kids. The Seahawks defense was on point. But the Eagles are the real deal, yo, and so are the Hawks. So that NFC is an interesting deal there. And you know, it's an interesting deal. That the NFC I think is more intriguing as a whole right now as the AFC. Very, very intriguing. So jumping at also, I won the game on John. Charges were victorious over the Browns, so the Browns still are winless. So Browns are winless; they are zero twelve. At this point, their fan base like, fine, we'll get another number one pick, whatever. But uh, Josh uh, Josh Gordon is back playing for the Browns. He's uh, last time he's played was twenty fourteen. Um, he had some substance abuse issues uh, And alcohol and all So he it seems like He's back in the league He's playing there with the Browns He had four receptions 85 yards The guy looked like He didn't miss a, miss a beat Good for him In your corner God bless him Hope everything, everything works out For Mr. Gordon uh, Philip Rev- Rivers had a big day Okay He had a big day 31-43, to 43, 344 yards, one touchdown. How about Keenan Keelan Allen, boy? He was on point. My man looked great. 10 receptions, 105 yards, one touchdown. That is just impressive. So, you know, the NFL, uh, it's a good time of the year to be a football fan, either college or uh, college or pro. It's just a good time. And I wanted to give you, in this podcast, I gave you an extensive kind of a Football, uh, you know, football dealio, because, uh, a lot of people are tweeting, oh, you know, we'd love to hear your perspective on this and that, and a lot of football, I have, I didn't realize how many, uh, not just wrestling fans, I know how many wrestling fans I have on Twitter, and I'm humbled for that, and that listen to the show, but there are a lot of sports fans, not just football, other sports that, and I've covered, that's why the show is called, the Taz Show, Body Sims and Beyond, I mean, so it's, you know, um, that's what, uh, that's what I do, as they say, that's what I do, so, um, anyway so i want to give you that extensive thing uh extensive football coverage right there so uh so that's the deal so look i hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the show though seriously as usual i love doing the TAS show i love love doing it like this too i love dropping these pods i'm gonna do a raw uh reaction gimmick jones uh, that you'll get tomorrow as a pod still waiting to see when we can do some stuff in the studio uh because i think we, we, we're probably out the gimmick clubhouse will be exactly done closed dunsky probably um in about uh Four or five days by the end of the week, maybe early next week. So, i really not much I can do in there. To be honest, with you. They're, they're, the whole building's getting done up, they're, they're, everybody's getting thrown out of the building. Every every everybody who rents in there, all the different cup companies. There, I think they're making the big that big ass building. Uh, it's the Time Life building. I don't know if they're making like a hotel. I don't know what's going on. There's something going on. Anyway, that's the deal. Thank you guys for downloading this episode and listening. I appreciate everybody out there. Uh, spread the word of the show. Spread the show out there. All right, guys, that's it. I'm out. I'm Taz. You're not. Adios.
0: We got my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people like to fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen. Man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Because we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids.